Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago, though, that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned, and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. I've known my next guest for a few years now. We seem to have quite a similar personality. According to her mum, we look like twins. (laughs) But now I've had my hair cut and changed my glasses, we don't. And she is very well known. She's a Derwent ambassador, fellow coloured pencil artist, but also dabbles in all sorts of different mediums. Lovely, 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 lovely person, all round wonderful person, I'm really, really, really delighted to have been chatting to and and now bringing you the interview with the fabulous Helen Carter. Um, So nice to see you. We've chatted, but we haven't chatted, chatted in ages. It's a couple of years, I think, since we've had a chat chat, I think. It was a pretty long time ago, pre-pandemic, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I know we keep on, you know, keep in touch over Instagram and stuff like that, but um it's so nice to see you I know it's so nice to see you too you're all got a different look now well I've got a different look now so your mum can't say that we look like twins anymore I know (laughs) (laughs) I did find that amusing I think we had the same glasses at one point didn't we yeah I think well have you noticed that I've just gone I've just gone completely different to you now (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. distance yourself probably (laughs) a good thing no, I like in the new look that the short hair must be um, an absolute dream. Well, to, are you, I've always had it short or, or long. And the problem is when I had it long before, I was really thin. And I, prob- <laughs> and I probably, I don't know, I used to style it and, you know, make yeah. myself look lovely and everything. And then when I had long hair, when I was really fat... All I did was I just put it up in a in a bun and it was just frizzy and it was just just nothing really. And what was good about that was that it didn't go in my eyes. Yeah. And, you know, there was one point where I was like, I can't bear my hair around my face. I just can't bear it touching. I can't bear it touching. And then when I had it cut, I then had to kind of get used to it touching my face and everything. And and I've got kind of got used to it and it's fine. And actually, when I wash it, it looks like this. When I go swimming, it dries and it looks like this. When, when I go out in the rain, it looks like so it's fine. It doesn't need an awful lot of whatever, and it's okay. And then my glasses, I went to a new opticians. They only had really weird glasses in, so that's why I ended up with two pairs of really weird glasses. But actually, I really like them. <laughs> I I think they're fab. They're right. They're totally on trend, aren't they? 
Well, not intentionally, from from my point. Oh, you are funny. <laughs> I just went in there. I was like, I just want glasses. I just want glasses. And actually, these ones are much, much deeper. Yeah. And I can, it can, I can see like, loads more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, they're really comfortable. Yeah. Do, do you, you ended up with two pairs, right? Did you get a reading yeah. pair or an intermediate pair? So these ones are reading ones. And then these ones. Okay. Yeah. And kind of computer work. And then yeah. these ones. Yeah. These ones they've done as um like a very focal. Yep. I can't really get on with them. You have to persevere. I know, but when I'm drawing, there's only yeah. like that amount of space. That I yeah, can absolutely. Yeah, just just wear them for your, for your, for your daily daily work, the daily work sort of wandering around, your right. very focals. Yeah, I mean, it, they I do, do like take it. Yeah, because you you can I can't see all of the tiny details and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, but it's like overload on your brain, isn't it? Because everything is in such sharp focus yeah. when you get a really good pair of glasses, and no. you think, oh, this is giving me a bit of a headache. No, and then I'm thinking, all my drawings must have been shit before. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not not likely, not likely. But yeah, I just um I just went to the opticians myself too because I've been wearing very focals for many years. I'm practically blind without any glasses, mm. and um, I ended up coming out with I think exactly the same glasses that I went in with. In terms of the frame, the, I mean the prescription's different, but um the frame is different. But I've also um ordered, which I haven't got yet, um a pair of read not reading glasses, but they called them intermediate glasses which is going to give me back that really close-up view because I, I work pretty much with my nose on the page. Yeah. I've always done that, even when I could see properly. Yeah. So, well, that, yeah. that's why these ones are, are, are quite good because it means that I can sit back and I can see. And then yeah. I, when I when I get right up close, I kind of have to do that. I'm drawing like that. So I just need to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Either that, or you're, or you're like you pull, pull your glasses right down, and yeah. you're like just looking over the top like an old granny. Yeah, and then looking at you. But I, the these ones fit really nicely. I really like the fit of these ones. The other ones, they've got quite a curly ear bit, and they just hurt. I've got very sensitive ears, and they just hurt a little bit. So I just need to get them changed. You're a it delicate was, little flower. That's yeah. what you are, aren't I? Aren't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but interesting because. I usually go to spec savers. Right. And I I found them all. I don't know. I didn't really find the service that brilliant. I ended up going to Harrogate and going to this, you know, what do you call it? Just the, the independent. Yeah, independent. That's the word I'm thinking of. And and actually their tests and everything were what spec savers had 10 years ago. But they've come out and he's like, because I have I've got a prism on my other glasses. He's like, no, I can't see a prism in there at all. So I've gone, I've gone away from the prism and I've had a lot less eye strain now oh. that I'm not using a prism. Because I'm kind of I think they were trying to bring my eye. I don't know what, you know, maybe I was a bit cross-eyed. But yeah, I mean eyes change, don't they? But for me, I I go and get my eyes che- checked. They just say, oh, come every couple of years. I'm going every sort of six months just to making sure that they're all okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's your livelihood, isn't it? You've got to be able to see to do, do what we do. Yeah, definitely. So, it's it's, uh, you only get one pair of eyes, don't you? You do. You do. They're so, important. Uh, yeah. They're important. So, uh, right, that's it then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we've, had our ch- we've had our chat about eyes.
Everybody knows about Aaron. Um, oh, it's honestly, it's so nice to see you and chat to you and everything, and not in person, but you know, actually having yeah. you because you're and you're doing so much more now, and you're you're doing your drawing, but you're teaching, and you're because we talked about this a while ago, didn't we? The teaching we side, do. yes, and you gave me some very good advice, which was for goodness' sake, Helen, just try it. And I think it took me six months to actually just try it, but I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a worrier. So I I did as much kind of internal preparation as I could, and looked up you know ha- so I don't have a lot of kit. So what what can I do that I've like with my phone and my iPad? That's all I that's all I have. How good could it be? How bad is it going to be? And and so there was an awful lot of research that went in. But yeah, I've just done my first online workshop with paying guests and that was very nerve-wracking but I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it having looked back at the footage I can see where I need to make changes a fixed focal length would be very useful because your hand gets in the way and the focus just changes and jumps to your to your knuckles doesn't it so that's a pain um but you know, it was a learning experience for sure. And I think the the results from what I saw on, on the day, it was eight hours over two days. So it was quite a long kind of couple of stints. I think what I what I saw was fantastic. And there was one lady there who who'd not drawn before. Well, actually she drew in 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 March um with me on a on a on a drafting film workshop in person. And she then hadn't drawn again since March and she came back to me. Um, which was very nice <laughs> and had another go and it was and it was great it was a really really good starting point and she knew all of where she could kind of make improvements and going forward so that was hugely rewarding I get why you do it <laughs> honestly honestly it is just to see people develop and to see people really start to it's not just developing their drawing skills it's developing all sorts of other skills it's confidence it's you know doing something they've either never done before or they've done ages ago and it's just coming the creativity whatever they're doing and as somebody who teaches I've I've just been doing I did an hour and a half I'll do some more but every Thursday I do critiques so I do 25 critiques every Thursday and it is my favorite time of the week it tires me out because it's like three hours of you know but to see people's development and to see people you know and to not necessarily think oh you know I've helped them done that because you know obviously we do help them and we give them some tips and ideas and blah 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 but ultimately it's them they have to do it and to see yeah absolutely And, and I think when people listen and then take on board the advice and they then get excited about their own results and then they take that information and run with it and do their own thing from there um oh it's like you know little children going off into the world <laughs> that's brilliant it's so good isn't it i like it i get excited i get really giddy about stuff so i'll get i i tend to critique my piece i'll have a you know in photoshop one on either side of the other and there's usually I've just been critiquing somebody's work today, and it's a um, penguins. There's a little fluffy chick, and there's the mother penguin. And then, oh, oh my god, honestly, it is just like I'm like, oh, this is just amazing. And it's the 
And I said, you're all going to be going, Bonnie, what is the matter with you? You're, you're, you're getting excited yeah. about a one centimetre strip of floor, yeah. <laughs> what they were standing on. But they got the they got the the values absolutely spot on. So they were sitting on this little bit of snow, and then the values were so perfect between the snow and the background that you had that distance. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, that's not that's easy to get, it. is it? Uh, no, it's really not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. So yeah, so um, I thank you for the advice from um, six or eight, nearly eight months ago now. I think, which was just just try it for goodness' yeah. sake. Yeah. So um, and I have now. You've got a very varied range of what you do. So you do portraits, you do still life, you do yeah. you do all sorts of different um I things. do try. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit of a nightmare to, to categorize. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I do lots of different mediums as well. I really do like to experiment. Colour pencils for sure are mm. where, you know, when my love is. I I I love them genuinely. But I, I like I dabble, you know, I, I I flirt with other mediums. Yeah. But yes, I do try to kind of mix it up a bit as much as I can and not just do the pets, not just do the animals and the wildlife and not just do the florals, although I'm very into florals right now. And the people portraits is probably the hardest one out of all of them. Um, I, I do enjoy them very much. Probably my second favourite kind of subject to do are people. But it is definitely the the hardest ones because the skin tone is so full of colour. And if you get it, if you just put, you know, your beiges and your browns and your pinks in, it's never going to look right. And you really have to go ham with those blues and those greens and those olives. And he's like, oh, my goodness, am I going too much, going too much? I don't know. So, yeah. So, yeah, I do. I do try to kind of mix it up a bit. And I think that's going to keep me interested because I, I I you know I can be a bit I'm gonna say faddy <laughs> and I think that color pencils are stuck with me because I, I love I just fell in love with them so that's something that I don't think is ever going to go away but with the other mediums I kind of drop in drop out drop in drop out drop in drop out and, and I get to a point where the learning of that new medium gets a bit tricky gets a bit hard and I and I sort of plateau with my understanding and my knowledge and I have to come away and reflect on what I've learned I guess and then come back to it again when the urge strikes so you know that's just the way I learn best yes yeah yeah it's funny I was talking about this um who was I talking about this with yesterday I was I was talking to this amazing lady she's an astrologer and and I was sort of saying that I have um I have huge loyalty. That that's a, a very big part of me. I'm a very very loyal person, and I feel completely and utterly loyal to my colour pencils. So I've I've tried oil. You know, the lovely uh, Jean Pritchard has been, has been helping me. You yes, know, with I, oil. I've seen a little of your oil work. Yeah, and it's and it's great, and it and it's nothing like Jean's, but it, you know, it's okay, and you know, but I don't have passion. I, I really want to do it. Yeah, I just feel really t- sort of tied, and yeah. I, I like I, I just really love my coloured pencils. And actually, I've kind of concentrated on animals for a long time—six years, basically. I've concentrated on animals because they're they're my absolute passion. But I started to do people, and I started to kind of pick up on some flowers and everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, people! I absolutely love drawing yeah. people. Uh, you know. 
I don't think I will ever be a commissioned artist for people because I really don't want to be sent photographs that are uh, badly lit or, you know, like you, with an animal, I'm happy to do that. With yeah. a person, you have got to get it. You can't make it up, can you, with a person? You really can't. It has to look like them. Exactly. If you're drawing something from like a, you know, a photo you've got from Pixabay or something like that, it's not doesn't really matter because you don't know that person. Right. So that's how, but I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying, really. Yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed seeing seeing your little dabble into into moving into people and uh, the florals are starting to come out as well. And two, both yellow. It's a start. I've chosen yellow ones that have got hardly any colour or detail in them. <laughs> but then I've done them as a tutorial to kind of, you know, and and again, that's really nice because I'm, you know, I understand about value and, and and form and all of that kind of stuff. And the sunflowers, I really, I really enjoyed doing. Really yeah, enjoyed yeah, doing. Yeah. yeah, I think green is one of the hardest colours. I really, personally, really struggle with getting the right green and into the depth of green and making it not look that you know horrible just out of the tin green. Mm. Um, and I know, I know about you know using the complementaries to kind of take take some of that unnaturalness out, but it's still. I always end up procrastinating over what colour green am I actually going to put down first in order to create that base or to create that, you know, that internally illuminated kind of green, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I do. I find them really hard. That's why I find landscapes so tricky. You see, I don't, I just go, it'll do. <laughs> that, that's my whole philosophy in life. That's probably a good way to be, to be perfectly <laughs> fair, rather than worrying about everything like I do. No, I'm not a worrier. I'm just not a worrier. I I, um, I listened to a brilliant podcast last week. It's the Diary of a CEO, and it's Stephen Bartlett. And I had no idea that he's a dragon. And then all oh, of a sudden, I don't, yeah. I do you know I listened to that also. Oh, the one I was listening to was the um, Make Yourself Heard or the Speaking one. That is uh, what was his name, Julian uh, Julian Favor. That's him. Yes. What a um, lovely man. Yeah, that was incredibly interesting. Yeah, and it made me want to go and do like a proper speaking course. It did me too. I really wanted to go and get some public speaking kind of um, in, instructional tuition or something, yeah, you know, because I, I always listen back to myself and say, oh, you said yeah, I know. Well, I say, you know, you don't want to put, you know, you need to have pauses in there. You don't want to have the ums and ums and, you know, and ahs and your nose and everything. And I listen to my two and mine's all, um, um, <laughs> like, oh my God. I know. Um, he he was such an uh, a, an eloquent absolutely really interesting guy but not and he was the one that was talking about values so he was talking about the speech and the sound and like how important sound is he was i think he was talking about the um, intel logo oh yes because we all know is... the sound around the logo but we couldn't really tell you what the logo looks like yeah no it's square i think yeah, I, I can tell I you. I have no idea. I have no idea. But how sound is so, so, so important. And they, I think they were talking about how that's why crisp packets are all crispy. And when you open them up, they've got the rustling because it's the psychology around what we're hoping to find inside. Oh, yes. You know, re- really yeah. interesting. But he was talking about his values and his values. He'd done a, an acronym of FLAG. And his first value was FAITH. 
And then he went on to say, you know, actually, it's not about religion or anything like that. It's just the faith that everything will be okay. Everything will work out okay. And I was like, I'm sitting there in the car and I'm like, right, I'm changing my values. That's what my values are. (laughs) Maybe that is. I really, really, truly believe that everything will be okay. Yeah, because ordinarily the universe just kind of sorts itself out and allows things to happen, doesn't it? If it's meant to be, it will be. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. my I, I have a, a very strong belief that, you know, what I'm doing with my business and everything, it will work out. And it's not like a big headed doubt or a big headedness or anything. You know, no. there's no doubt that it will work out because it's, it's there. It's, it's just your, it's faith. It's faith yeah. that what you're doing is the right direction for you. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's right. I had some um, kind of, I'd say, uh, a loss of faith. <laughs> Um, earlier in the in the year um for many reasons uh, I didn't really know which way I wanted to go with my artwork because I don't you know I'm not in, in I'm not a big business and I'm not even really a very small business I just do it because I love it and I opted to move away from commissions and so I've I've ceased doing pet portraits for now it's not a permanent thing I've got through that kind of faith crisis and now I'm going, I really want to do a dog. I really want to do a cat. I really miss it. Because, you know, when you're when you're working with customers that, you know, have come to you because, you know, they want you to draw their, their pet, be it, be it um, still with us or not, you do create a bond with them, I think. With the pet as well, I like to know about the, the the animal that I'm drawing for somebody or the person even, but particularly the animal. I like to know about the animal that I'm drawing. Finding out about that, because I live in a I live in an apartment, I can't have animals here. So I really miss having pets. I really do. And that's just, that was one way of actually connecting with animals for me. So I miss that and I kind of want to start again, but I um I'll do it. I think I'll I'll pick it up again next year. Yeah. And I'll use, I'll use this time to what, kind of continue learning. Yeah. What do you think was the reason why you you dropped the, the pet portraits? Was there a, a specific sort of reason or? I've been doing it for, what, four years. And my skills had gotten pretty good. I could render most things very well with coloured pencils. I knew what I was doing. And I felt that there was a lack of challenge. And I was in need of a um, some um, some additional stimulus. I think really, I needed to feel like I was still learning. So I'm, I'm not one of these people that always has to be doing something new. But I do like to set myself challenges, which is I think one of the reasons that I'm a little bit faddy, and I always like to be trying something new. Having just said that, I don't like to keep trying something new, but I do like to keep kind of pushing a little against the envelope you know so I think that was that was to do with some of it is that I just wanted to experiment a little bit with some different ideas and some different styles so yeah mm. I think that was that was the reason but having now kind of sort of poodled about a little bit there which has been great fun I think every now and then I need to just sort of sprinkle in a little of what I'm really good at yeah otherwise otherwise it's just sort of mediocre and bad art all the time yeah. and, and, and personally I need to make some good art in in the in in about it so I think yeah. it's about 
getting getting the the balance right so that I've got that kind of challenge and impetus to kind of grow in other directions, but also can come back to what I'm good at and 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 feel accomplished doing those. Yeah, occasions. I get that. I I do I do get that. My pet portrait business, which is what I first started off with, is probably around probably about 10% of what I do now. Yeah. I mean, I've got I booked up until the end of 2023, which is mad utter madness. Um oh sorry, the dog's going around. See Vinny in the background sniff, oh, sniffling around. Round, around, around. Honestly, that dog has cost me six hundred pounds this week. <laughs> oh gosh, what has he got? Oh well, we don't. So he came in on Monday and he was making these weird gulping. He was like <gasps> gulping and then snapping at the air and then licking the carpet. What? Which is really weird. And I was like, "What's going on?" Then he threw up massively. Like, oh my god, oh my god. So I've got my youngest son who's eighteen going. I was on a call. He kept on ringing me and I'm like, I'm on a call. I'm on a call. And he's like, Vinny's being sick. I don't know what's happening. So I had to cut the call short, raced him to the vets and he stayed in the vets all day. Um, and they, they, you know, he wasn't, he hadn't got anything caught and he was drinking and everything. Stayed in the vets all day. Get a call at sort of like eight o'clock at night. You can come and get him. Um, five o'clock, they were just putting him under to scope him and everything. Um, and they couldn't find anything. Oh, <laughs> other than a, other than a slightly sore throat. And then when I did a bit of googling on on the on the um, the symptoms, it came up as acid reflux. And they oh, said it's very. It's not something that happens all of the time, but it could have been something that uh, he'd swallowed that then had caused him to have you know this. Um, yeah. acid. And apparently those symptoms are very so he'd gone under general anesthetic, had this scope, which cost me, I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? He's all insured and everything. And I'd do anything for my animals. It's Absolutely. A, 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 an issue at all. But that was about 500 quid. And then I've had to have my car valeted because he was sick all over the back seat. <laughs> Lovely. And I was like, I cleaned it out, but then when I got it in it the day after, I was like, Oh, this smells not good. <laughs> I can still smell it. Sorry, Vinny, I, I love you, but there because it had gone all into like the seatbelt bits and oh, all. Oh no! <laughs> so anyway, so I've had to have my car. Yeah, sort of. I would too. Oh. I can't be doing with bad smells. No, no, no. Anyway, so yes, flipping dog, he's, but I love him to bits. He's settled down now, by yeah, it. Down. God, <laughs> such a funny thing. Yeah. But yeah, but. My pet portraits, um, my my thinking is that when I re get people to rebook them in, you know, I'll probably I'll probably open my books middle of next year, I think. And my plan is to only take on six yeah. during the year. Yeah. yeah. And then you've, got, you've got many, many other things to to be focused on these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a I don't know. The, Duracell the, bunny. I think I called you that once before. Yeah, and then I mean, you came back to me and said, "No, no, I'm really lazy." I, I, I am, I am. So I have Lucy, who's worked for me for two years now. She started off as working two days a week to help me yeah. with sort of marketing and thing. She now works Monday to Thursday, and she's absolutely brilliant. She's yeah. just, brilliant. and then 
I've been working with a consultant from France who's been amazing and she's helped me kind of build this membership. I've also done, I've invested in my development quite a lot. So I've bought into training courses and stuff like that. But again, yeah. it's been really, really good. I think I read in um, in your pre- previous week's Scribble, you were, or, or watched a video from there, that um, you said that um, with regards, I think, not not Lucy, but the consultant, and she was like teaching you about marketing, and that you you didn't know that how outdated your marketing knowledge was because there's so much to it these days that it was as if you didn't know anything at all. I know, I know. My marketing is pretty good. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I've I've done a marketing diploma. I've mar- yeah. worked in, in marketing before, and I kind of know how how traditional marketing works. Yeah. But to run a membership, yeah, which very is very different now, and to run a membership that's closed is a very different kettle of fish. Yeah. And it's all around funnels and pipelines. And I'm just sitting there going, I've just written a, I've been asked to write a chapter for um. A, a book that's coming out. So I'm part of a networking group and one of the people that is in the networking group is an author and publisher and she's putting together this this book with chapters from different people. Yeah. So I've just written my my chapter yesterday and it's really really interesting. It was it's it's around collaboration and and actually I had to completely have total faith in what Lucy the the consultant was saying to me because it was it was complete I was like this goes completely against everything I know do I go for it or do I just go do you know what no I can't I can't do this you know yeah really scared to have a membership that's closed the majority of the time yeah and it's only open for two weeks it's just like how is that going to work but it works really well and it yeah what it means for me is that I end up getting loyal members who want to work with me, who really want to develop <clears throat> and have got that commitment. Yeah. And it gives I suppose it gives you an opportunity to get to know those members more more closely than exactly. if it was open all the time and people were coming and going. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. People do come and go. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to sort of uh, quieten down the Patreon side of stuff, because there's that real culture of jumping in, jumping out, jumping in, jumping out. There's no commitment. There's no loyalty. And if you don't have commitment with somebody, how are you how are you going to learn? And I want to teach people who really want to learn. It's pretty exhausting for the artist, too, isn't it, Patreon? You know, you can I've I've seen quite a few kind of youtube videos recently actually about how hard it is to run a pay to, to run a successful patreon especially when you're putting out art tutorials like like you know like you and i would um those you know those high detail ones because mm. it's a lot of effort isn't it? it it is a lot of effort it is a lot of effort and it's a lot of effort whether you've got one patron or whether you've got a thousand um. Yeah, exactly. You know, there was a point in time where I I got up to just short of two thousand, which was amazing. I I think I've got about six or seven hundred in there now. Yeah, it's really hard work, and if you get the returns, it it's great because you can then use that to either get somebody to help you, or you know, get better equipment or anything. But 
you know, if you've only got 10 people in there or, or even like 20 or 30 people, you're not getting a huge amount for what you're doing. And, oh. and I think, you know, a lot of the time there's almost like this thought that, well, I just love drawing. I just love my art and it's not about the money. And you know what? That's absolutely fine. But then if you're not paid for what you do, you can't kind of do more of it. You can't get better equipment. You can't make mm-hmm. a living from it. You can't have a blessed life. Money yeah. is a, it, for me is a tool. And it's something that I've had to kind of get to grips with because I've never had a very good relationship with money. I've either have it or, or, or I haven't oh, had it. Not there. Or it burns <laughs> a hole in your pocket. Exactly. It's like, Whoa. Um, but what it's meant for me is I've been able to build my business and I've been able to actually give an awful, so I give, I give to charity an yeah. awful something that I don't do and I don't know whether I I'm not sure whether I want to or not I don't advertise the fact that I give to charity and I give quite a lot to charity every month a charity that's very it's not an animal one or anything like that it's about about domestic abuse and Mm -hmm. and I I'm I'm really I'm really passionate about that and maybe I probably should sing about it a bit more you know, and I employ people, so I give back to the community, and I put stuff into my business, and I pay big tax bills, which I'm really not happy about. <laughs> yeah, you need a better financial consultant, maybe. <laughs> well, to be fair, you know, I've got a really great financial lady who I've just changed to, and she's absolutely brilliant. But there's there's no you've got to pay some tax you know you do. Of course you do. Are quite and then I've got to pay VAT as well which is yeah I never I never yeah. you know when I first started the academy I'm like la, 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 and then all of a sudden I'm like oh no <laughs> I've got to pay VAT <laughs> like, oh no I need to get VAT registered all that kind of thing yeah I know very oh. it's so there's a lot of learning involved in 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 running running a, a business whether it's small or large isn't there especially around the finances it's, it's quite quite a challenge when you're just coming into it without you know knowing anything about it like like you and I coming in from a from a paid work you know in a in a regular job to having to kind of learn about how to do self-assessments online and all that kind of thing um, do you do your art full-time now then no I don't no I don't I don't work I'll, you know, as in, I don't have a, I don't have a job, job, but my husband um, needs some, some looking after um, and some care, yeah. and I, I, I do draw and paint and think about art a lot, a lot, a lot, actually, probably three quarters of my time, but in terms of paid work or sort of work, work that is going to be rewarded with financial sort of money. Then no, it's only about sort of thirty percent of my time. I, I would say possibly even less than that. But I'm I'm one of those that I do it because I really want to do it and I really love doing it. And you know, I'm supposed to be in the Philippines. <laughs> I'm supposed to be living the life of luxury. You know, that's why I quit work in 2017 in the first place. And that's yeah. you know, you know the story that my husband kind of ended mm. up with cancer. So. It, everything needed to change and I did not need to go back to work full time but I wanted to do something and um, that's when art came back into my life uh, it was just something that I needed to to explore again after many many years of not doing anything at all yeah but you're going to the Philippines aren't you I am 
um, I can't wait. I'm going, well, I mean, we're not going to move there like we had planned to be, but I will be going in at the end of November and I'll be there until the end of February. Yeah. So I just let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, how, uh, you know, life takes you on some very different sort of curves, doesn't it? It really does. It's very easy for me to say to you, oh, gosh, how how wonderful for you, you know, that you don't have to work. But that actually, you know, your husband is ill and yeah. you're looking after him. And that. There's nothing really romantic about that, is there? No, not at all. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a challenge all of its own. And, you know, I think I'm not I'm not a registered carer or anything like that, but. I do. I, I I take good care. I take good care of him. His family mostly live in the Philippines now. His dad's English, and um, he's been out in Hong Kong for his entire working life, pretty much. So we haven't seen his family for five years, thanks to chemotherapy and and treatments and the pandemic. Thanks very very much for that too. Um, so uh, it's really important that we go out as regularly as we can to see them. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that's going to be amazing when you go. I know, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Particularly if you've got people who are already out there that can almost sort of share a little bit of the load as well of the the looking after them and stuff. That's, that's exactly it. It is. It does. Be, it does mean that it's a bit of a holiday for me. You know, in terms of his his needs and, and what what he needs to get through the day and and such. But I mean, he, he's no trouble really. I mean, he's. He, he, you know, he does what he's told. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> I could say. I just, you know, I just have a lot of running around and getting him things and organizing his appointments and such. But yeah, when we're out, when we're out there, it's you know, we're we're, we're down tools on treatment, so he can just sit back and 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 just feel okay for a, for a little while, which is I think is massively important when you when you're not well. So yeah. Oh, brilliant. That would be so nice for you. And will you take your art with you or will, will that just take a bit of a backseat? I just ordered a suitcase. <laughs> I, I didn't have one big enough for all my art stuff. I, I just don't know what to take, so I'm taking pretty much all of it. Everything. Why not? Fantastic. Why not? I don't need anything but a pair of shorts, a pair of flip-flops. Actually, I don't even think I need the flip-flops because I left some out there <laughs> last time we were there. <laughs> so... Um, I just a pair of shorts, a couple of t-shirts, and all of your art stuff in a massive, and, and then all of my art stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, getting it through customs might be a bit tricky. Well, just make sure you don't have any of that titanium white powder or anything like that. <laughs> don't take that. <laughs> no, I won't take that. I'm just looking at it right now. <laughs> Definitely won't take that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm confident that we're going to have a lovely time. It's hurricane season out there, so. With a bit of luck, we won't get blown off the island. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so nice. It'd be so nice. Yeah. Brilliant. And have you got, you know, you were saying that you've just done, so I know that you've done some teaching for UK CPS in there. Did you do one in London when they have their? I did. That was my first ever. Um, yeah. I did two very short workshops. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, no, one was a four-hour one, which was working on black paper which was really good fun as a, you know, as a few, a few people that I, I'd see, I've met online that came, that, you know, came and joined. And that was a, that was brilliant fun and really rewarding for me having done that for the first time. And I did another one as well, which I, 
for the life of me can't remember what that was now. No, no idea. Can't remember. <laughs> um, so that was the first one. That was October last year. That was my first ever yeah. in person. And then I went to Surrey and I did uh, florals on drafting film. Um, and that was um, somebody asked me to to come and teach a group of um, people. So I, I taught there. And that was a really great professional setup. And that was about four hours, five hours teaching. Um, and again, the we didn't get very much done. Um, I think I was still finding my feet because, you know, when you're all teaching, you have to talk a lot. And I wasn't quite able to kind of keep the pace up. Yeah. But the results were fabulous. I really, because drafting film is not an easy medium to work on not and not when you're doing smooth subjects yeah yeah well we were doing florals so it was a smooth subject which may not have been the best choice mm. but it they they looked beautiful they I was really really happy and then after doing that which because it went really well and I was I, I got quite a buzz from it I decided that yeah now's the time I'll, I'll, I'll take Bonnie up and on, on that kind of comment and do it just do it yeah and do you think you'll do some more then I'm doing a workshop in 1st of November. I'm doing a, a little free one online. So, you know, if any of your listeners want to, to join in and with that, it's it's up and it's free and you can just book tickets on my website. Awesome. It's limited numbers though, so um, get in quick. Yeah. You're doing it on online? It's, it's going to be a Zoom workshop and it's just going to be really relaxed. It's free because I want to keep it relaxed yeah. and so that no pressure on me to kind of make it too much. But yeah. we're going to be doing, um, it's, it's very silly, we're going to be drawing and painting or colouring donks, you know, these gonks. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, we're going nice. to be using Derwent Ink Tents, which you can either use the pencils or the blocks or yeah. the paints. They've got one of my favourite supplies from Derwent. And, I thought, yeah, let's do that because they're really good fun. I did some did these gonk Christmas cards last year and they went down a storm. Oh, and brilliant. I thought, let's just do it. Let's just do it for fun. Yeah. And people kind of when I I you know I was at Patchings this year, Patchings um festival, art festival, yeah. which uh, with Derwent and really enjoyed that that whole kind of four days. But a lot of people were interested in understanding how the, the ink tents pencils work lots of people coming up to me and saying I don't I don't get it what's the difference between those and watercolor and such and so it was really good to be able to talk to those people but it made me understand that actually the ink tents range being a thing all of its own mm. could do with some more love out there and yeah. I thought oh, yeah I love them so I'll I'll, I'll spread it because you're a Derwent ambassador yes yes I am yeah it's a it's really good really rewarding for both of us I think and I do all kinds of things with them really all kinds of different things because they do paints and these ink tents and pans and graphite and well yeah pen, and, and of course the colored pencils um I, I do get to try a lot of different yeah. um mediums and different processes as well which is Brilliant. kind of fits in with my jumping about bit yeah well yeah it does doesn't it because you're not just stuck with kind of one medium because a whole range of different things that you can use exactly yeah they don't they don't tend to to pick me for for anything colored pencil related (laughs) Uh, apart apart from online I've done a few online kind of 
one hour workshops with with them and uh, cult pens um i did one with and i'm going to be doing one with john lewis as well but you know those are kind of salesy rather than real tuition side of things so i'm talking about the product whilst i'm working on something and mm. um i can do that that's fine and um, but ordinarily i don't get tend to i don't tend to get picked for a lot of colored pencil work they they like me to do what they they tend to ask me to do other things so which yeah. i don't mind i like it it's good oh amazing oh derwent i've i um well there's a couple of pencils that i really like from derwent but i I bought all of the light fast range and I'm just not I do use them occasionally but I'm I don't know they don't tend to work with how I like to work, use my pencils I find that the Derwent pencils work really well on their own yeah they I think yeah I think they they play they play well I think with slightly softer pencils mm. the polychromos underneath light fast is a great match i i like that a lot i don't like them do you not no just because why do you find them sticky i just no i just find they have a bit of a resist on them because i'm very much about feel and i I end up feeling this almost like um it's almost like a bit of a vibration that comes off them i just don't i don't not like them and i have the full range and i think they're beautiful but i don't i choose not to use them I would recommend not using them on pastel mat. I would say I wouldn't recommend using them on pastel mat. I I think there are other pencils that are better for pastel mat. They just are beautiful on pot press watercolour paper, not arches because that's too waffly in texture. The, yeah, the the Hanamula um, Harmony. I love that paper. I've got some of that, yeah. And I've got a Britannia as well from Hanamula. Yeah. And I've also got... And the Lightfast paper. Well, of course, the Lightfast paper is... I really like the Lightfast paper. I'd like it to be a little whiter than it is. It's too cream for me. Yeah. Um, And I I have to pick and choose what what subjects I'm going to do on the Lightfast paper. I'd really like a little brighter kind of finish to that. But the texture is beautiful. And being 100%, I think it's 100% cotton, it's really, really sort of luxurious feeling. The yeah. other, um, the other Hanamula one is their watercolor paper, which is the cotton rag. Right. Um, the the pen. The, the, oh, oh my goodness, that is a match made in heaven. It really oh, is. It's a, it's oh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful I, paper. I've done a few tutorials on on the on the uh, Lightfast, uh, and I've done a few tutorials on horrible Fabriano. I don't I, like Fabriano either it's got a weird it's like drawing on a tea towel agreed yeah <laughs> agreed I, I wholeheartedly agree with you it's got that horrible kind of waffle even no matter which side you use it's got yeah. this weird weird texture that I can't for the life of me get rid of even with a bit of burnishing yeah and it's that welly that you have to give it and then yeah. that gives me like pain in my shoulder and then I have to have physio <laughs> yeah it, um, but the the cotton the cotton rag from Hannah Muller that that was um, actually very nice. Let me just get you the. Um, I'm going to write it down. The little picture, the um, the block that I'm using. Hold on. Ah, right. Okay. Oh, I'll have a look at that. So and they're not just... they're not crazily expensive either, are they? The honeymoon. No, no, no. It's about I don't I don't can't I can't remember how much this was, but I bought it at Patchings. But 
Um, I've done about three things on this particular paper now. Hanamula watercolour, mould-made watercolour, 300 GSM, 140 pounds, 100% pure cotton rag. And it's relatively smooth. It's like a hot press. It is a hot press. Yeah. And it's, I yeah, I think it's lovely. Really, yeah. really lovely. Oh, look at that. Because it doesn't have that horrible waffle texture. Yeah, I talk about not liking hot press, and yet actually some of my some of my really great tutorials have been done on hot press papers. You know, I I love pastel mat. I really, do. and I think I love pastel mat because it's so forgiving. You, yes. You, yes. you make a mistake and you just go, well, I'll just go over it. Look over it a bit. I really do like pastel mat, and it is my favourite. And I I love I love drafting film. It's so just easy to get your pencil down on there. And it's, you know, particularly for things which you've got texture. I know you've done quite a lot of stuff with, with you know, smooth textures and everything. I have but... not done uh, an animal on, on um, film yet. Oh, right. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I've just gone down the, the floral route, the, yeah. the smooth stuff on, on it. I must have picked the, the hardest thing to do on film. <laughs> um, it, yeah. It's a massive challenge to get a really kind of... Really black color yeah that you know I love it I really love it I guess with me doing tutorials what I tend to do is I will I'll pick a surface that's going to make me feel confident in what I'm yeah. doing and yeah. I do have you know I do have people saying oh can we do this on blah 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 and I'm like I'm not sure it's going to make a great tutorial because you know to be honest I do record stuff going wrong I've got the most hilarious <laughs> a hilarious tutorial on a, a black and white cat done on Fabriano on the six the six forty the really thick stuff yeah and it went horribly wrong I mean like ridiculously wrong and the 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 surface of the paper was coming up I'm like what the hell's going on here I couldn't I tried indenting and then the indenting hadn't worked properly and I was trying painting and honestly the whole thing so it ended up being this total farce and I I put it up as a tutorial and I just said look you know I'm going to show you this because here's what not to do kids here's here's kind of if something goes really really wrong I what's it doesn't matter does it not in the long long that's that's one of the things that I struggle with teaching and teaching so many people because I'm teaching about two and a half thousand people as part of my two memberships and one thing that that people really struggle with is that just getting so not uptight because that sounds like that sounds like it's rude but just getting so sad and upset about when something goes wrong and I'm trying to teach people that it just it doesn't matter and actually when you think you've gone wrong and where you think you've done something really rubbish, when I look at it, I see something completely different. I yeah. see something really great. And it's it makes me really sad that people people pick up on the bad stuff rather than the good stuff. Yeah, I mean to be fair, most that's kind of human nature, I think. You you can you need one negative comment and it can, you know, flip oh. you on the wrong side for the whole week, even, can't it? I, I like to think of mistakes as, well, I just haven't finished yet. Yeah. That's all it is. I, I can probably go over it or work around it. And if at the end of it, it's still got that little mistake in, then I'll have to live with that and, and learn from it and just use that as a learning point 
for the future. I did some work with um, some ink tents recently for Derwent and there was a, a, a block because you can layer because it goes down like ink once it's wet and then dried you can actually go over it and the, the layer below doesn't move it stays it's permanent so I was going over it and I completely forgot all about the color wheel and what happens when you add all these colors on top and then I ended up with this nasty muddy mess in one corner luckily I was working in small sections rather than across the whole thing because I just I can't work that way I just do little sections so I just have this little muddy corner which I just had to go I'll just darken that all the way down and just pretend it's in like a real recess and just and it kind you kind of don't notice it with when you look at the whole picture you can see it definitely when you look at just that bit but don't just look at that bit look at what else you've done yeah yeah and it's and it, that's it, isn't it? It's about dealing with and making decisions about you know something goes wrong. Do I, you know, have a have a bit of a hissy fit, or do I actually go well? Actually, in the whole scheme of things, I can actually make this look a bit better, and and what have you. I guess as you become more well known and you get more followers and all of that kind of stuff, do you, do you tend to get because you know I've seen some. I've seen some pretty nasty stuff recently on social media where people have been almost like been following other people around and going, well, I had a a comment on, on something. Bonnie's copied that rose. I did a, like a little quick rose tutorial thing. You should be, you should be saying thank you to this person who actually was the person who originally drew this picture. And I was like, well, it's a Pixabay photo. It's going to be a hundred people that have already drawn it. This poor person they, theirs was a red one mine was yellow <laughs> oh dear I don't know whether people just do it on purpose or whether they're just that kind of person where they just really love to antagonize but there was this other poor girl and she was literally followed around the internet I don't tend to get involved with stuff like that but you know I, I did comment and I just say look you know the best thing to deal with people like this is to block them and to completely ignore totally ignore what they're saying because what they want you to do is get fueled by it and they want you to you know start a flame war it really is and you just and and I've had some some pretty I don't know people just feel that they can just say anything can't can't they and it yeah I I mean because it's anonymous for the most part you don't really know who who's behind the name or the picture so you can there's that you know that artificial kind of fence between what they type and where it goes and yeah. who's at the other end and it's quite easy to forget that there's a there's an actual human uh, on the other end of that that kind of a bit snarky comment or whatever yeah. um I'm quite lucky I think I haven't really had too many instances of that I mean I have had my my share but not mm-hmm. not not as much as you would get because your your stuff's going out and getting seen by you know, yeah. lots and lots more people than mine is that Instagram. I don't even get me started on the algorithm, but oh. I, you know, oh, you just have to kind of switch off and go, well, it is what it is. They'll either fix it or they won't. Can't do anything. I was stuck. On, it was stuck on like, um, it's been going up and up and up. Great. And then all of a sudden it was just stuck on one number. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is really weird. Just stuck on a number, stuck on a number. And then all of a sudden it jumped. And it was just like 200 more. And I was like, yeah, there's something a bit something's going wrong. Yeah. I know it's like I was happily 
pootling along, getting a few in- increases on a daily basis. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, you know, looking at the insights and it, it, my picture, which which wasn't a real, my picture had been seen by 12 people in six hours. 12 people? What am I doing wrong? I know, but it's nothing that we're doing wrong. And this no. is this is the whole problem, isn't it? We're so yeah. you can get. I was listening to another podcast yesterday. James Wedmore, brilliant businessman, absolutely brilliant. And what he was saying was, and this is what we forget. I think when it comes to social media, we think, oh, we need loads of followers. Followers means I've made it, and it no. really doesn't it's engagement. Even engagement on social media. Oh, really? You know, if you're building a business, what you need is you need people buying your product. Yes. And so engagement is great, you know, and obviously you want to build your, your platform and everything like that. But actually, what we should be concentrating on, if you're building a if you're building a business and, you, you know, um, what you should be concentrating on is sales and getting yeah. people to buy stuff and not get fixated with the numbers on Instagram and Facebook because, you know, they don't really mean anything unless you know i mean your your strategy could be that you want to build a really big following and that there's nothing wrong with that um but it was very it was very interesting very interesting when i first kind of really kind of got into instagram i think i started in 28 late 2018 i was very fixated and instagram even then was it was a quite a different sort of place my the but but these days i like I quite like my Facebook page, to be honest. That's a nice, pleasant place to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, there's, you know, there's a, there's a thousand or so people there who follow and like and comment and and we can chat and and they answer questions yeah. and it's a nice, yeah. nice place to be. Whereas Instagram is is very, very, very quiet and it's also very immediate. So. It's yeah. like fast. It's like fast food, really. You know. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've been trying to get into TikTok, which is, you know, really hard because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to dance. I don't want no. to mime. I, do you know what? I love TikTok, and I will sit and I will lose like two hours on an Me evening, too. just flicking through, laughing. Yeah. Oh but my I God. don't. I don't want to emulate anything that I see. No, no. But I, I've seen others doing miming, and and it. It just makes me cringe, and I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. I can't bring myself to do any of it. You know, I mean, I like, was, it, was it my age? Am I, I am I just that little bit too far? I very nearly tried, or I tried to do, and I couldn't find it. I tried to do a a corn, a corn TikTok yesterday on pencils. Luckily, I couldn't find the. It's pencils. <laughs> So I didn't, um, which is fine. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's um it's a very I mean, I love TikTok. I absolutely love it. You know, there's people I follow and they're absolutely brilliant and they're so I don't really follow artists on TikTok. It's no, more, neither do I. It's, it's incredibly know. random. Yeah, dancers. What, I like watching I like watching like Irish dancers <laughs> and children coming down slides and banging their heads on. I watch a lot of dog videos. Oh, dogs! Yeah, dogs. Oh gosh! And pay, I follow a, a one that's like um, she's called. Oh, I can't remember what her name now is. Elizabeth the pig, and you, just the TikToks of her just running up to you. Yeah, I, do you that. do you ever catch yourself like two hours in 
going yes. <clears throat> and looking, going, what have I been doing? And I've just been this. sat here scrolling. My eyes are killing me. But that's the platform. That's why it's so yeah. successful. Is that but it's just, built just, to keep you on it. <laughs> Yeah, and you have to you have to click like three times to actually get out. I know. So you know, it's genius, yeah. really. It's I don't know. Right, we're we're over. I've got um, yeah, we're over Ooh. an hour. I don't Did know we... how that happened. I know it's like we've just been chatting for five minutes. It's been really, really nice to nice to talk to you. Yeah, we must... a bit of a catch up, really, rather than anything specific. Yeah, yeah. Well, chatting is. I think we both chat quite well, don't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I followed you on some of your. Oh gosh, I followed you on some of your um, live draws on Instagram when you've done a live draw on Instagram. I know. Yeah, you scared the, you scared the pants <laughs> off me when you came on that first time. I popped in. I thought, oh, I'll go and see what he, he, um, Helen's doing, and um, it was just like, oh my god, what are you doing here? <laughs> go away. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, and I went away. <laughs> Oh, dear. oh well, I stand on ceremony. It's like, no, you, you, you're scaring me. Go away. Yeah. I, I, think that, I think that was probably my first or second ever on ever oh, right. being live, and I was, I was really nervous. But now I, I don't mind it at all. No, you know. but it, but I, I really enjoy seeing how other people draw, and same. I find it really relaxing. Yeah, same. I can sit there for hours just watching people draw. Um, fine art by Sun. Um, she she goes on quite regularly um, with some of her friends, and they do like a live draw party, and and they're all talk they're all talking um, in in a foreign language, and I've got no idea what they're saying, but I don't care. I'm just really enjoying watching watching Sun draw because she's just lovely, yeah. lovely to watch. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Although, but yeah. yeah. So sorry sorry about shouting at you <laughs> on the line. I haven't been I haven't been back on. <laughs> I'll venture back on now. I'll come on, on under a different name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that I've got a different name. <laughs> oh, dear. But, um, oh, it's been so nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a, been a lovely hour. Yeah. I feel good. I'm going to go off and do some Inktober silly illustrations now. Oh, gosh. It's, yes. that, it's that month again when um, we, we turn ourselves into robots and draw a painting a day or a picture yeah. a day oh gosh yeah no I don't, I don't tend to do those sorts of things like I I'm I don't like structure do you not no not at all and I really fight against it I've had to be far more structured running a business yeah I really do fight against it I like to be able to just you know if I want to draw I'll draw yeah so, I've I've always really enjoyed art prompts I think it's because it takes away some of the kind of the thought yeah. process from yeah. it, it's like right so today you've got to draw a cow yeah. and it's, it's not you don't have to actually draw a cow the word is cow but you can draw anything that the cow inspires so right. my last my last that that was number three I think in cow it was cowboy actually and I just drew this ridiculous um small child in a cow onesie oh right <laughs> and, you know, I don't I don't really know why I did that but I did that's yeah. that's what came out and it's just a way to sit down one hour I give myself one hour to do it and that's from from inception to completion yeah so I just work fast make bad art and just enjoy watching all of the other people doing yeah drawings and using the same prompt fast fast drawing speed drawing is great though 
it's quite therapeutic actually it does enable you to kind of to some way get through that oh it's got to be perfect yeah get over yourself mentality yeah life is perfect ever and I like it that way yeah yeah (laughs) I do I do an awful lot in my sketchbook too I do really enjoy just I'd say doodling but you know it's sketching either whether it's um out and when I'm out and about or in cafes and stuff nobody's ever going to see those because they're terrible but you know it's just good fun yeah yeah and it's and it's your hands are moving your brain's less busy you know yeah I think absolutely yeah when your brain is when you know I need something to take my brain off of other things and I like to sit I do enjoy sitting in a cafe and, and and drawing and doodling people as they come in and walk past they never sit still long enough though no, I never know how they do that. That guy on the train where he draws like this really realistic drawing. Yeah. I mean, how long are they on that train for? I don't know. I reckon he just pays everyone to sit in the carriage for three extra stops or something. <laughs> I think he must do. I think. <laughs> so I'm thinking we'd be there all week. We'd have to go on the Orient Express. I think for me to be yeah. able. To I know. I know. Are you? Are you? By the way, are you planning to do any more um, uh, away workshops? As in, not workshops, but you know, like four day events and stuff, where you go away to a hotel and stuff. Yes, yes, oh, cool. I am. We were going to do one in November, but I've I've just decided it's just going to be too. I don't want the pressure, really. Yeah. Too much else going on. Well, yeah, and then we were going to do something in France. And we might still do that. A really lovely, lovely sort of chateau type place. Looks really nice. But, uh, yeah, we're looking for something next year that's going to be almost like a retreaty type thing. Yeah. You know, where we go away for sort of like for maybe a week, maybe not as long as that. And what I want to do is I want to bring in some – because with me, it's not just about the drawing. It's about the confidence. It's about the, you know, mindset and everything like that. Yeah, and yeah. I'd quite like to bring a couple of experts in that would do either I don't think one-to-one coaching because I don't think we'd have enough time but do no, some like sessions some great workshops yeah yeah I think that you know really interesting you know so we still have all of our drawing and everybody can draw and it'll be all lovely but then we also have this really other interesting stuff the, the one that I just did we did so uh, we did like a button workshop well, I thought it was going to be easier for everybody because, you know, when you have to talk about yourself, it's yeah. like, oh, well, I'm Bonnie and I'm from Ripon and that's kind of it. And I got them all to choose a button and to describe the button uh, that, that had uh, to choose a button that represented them and then to describe the button. And it was highly emotional. Oh, gosh. Because actually what that it ends up doing is you end up talking about actually who you are intrinsically as a person. So it's not just, hi, I'm Bonnie, I'm from Ripon and I'm a single mum. You know, I actually had to talk about why this button represented me. And that's why it ends up being, but you get to know people so much more by kind of just digging under the, <laughs> under yeah. the skin a little we, bit. We don't, we don't dig and look at yeah. ourselves very often, do we? No. That's what I bring in all of my teaching. I bring that. I talk to people about why they're feeling like this. They get to an ugly stage. You know, why are they feeling bad about it? you know what to expect and I do all of my confidence sessions as well which are which are just fabulous you know and trying to help people just kind of get over themselves a little bit you know because I've had to get over myself quite a lot and and it it leads for a much nicer life agreed yeah it does well that seems like a good place to stop doesn't it where we're both (laughs) nice positive finish (laughs) 
gosh. Oh, it's been so nice talking to you. We must we must get together again soon. It would be uh, yeah, that would be lovely. Like to, uh, I would like to meet, maybe have a catch up next year when you're back from the Philippines and everything. It'd be really, really nice. Yeah. Really. I'll grow my hair again, then your mum won't be able to tell us apart. Well, I was thinking of having mine cut actually, because you oh. know, I'm nothing <laughs> if, if not a copier. Your glasses. <laughs> well, I got, I got, I got way less hair, but yeah, that's too much of it now. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, we'll see. Diet, diet. Well, mine's well, sort of like a brownie ready color. But um, no, it'd be so nice to catch up and actually meet. It you. would. It would. I think that would be would be fabulous. I, I, I don't. I'm not sure if we should do it in person because that, that could get messy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tears and hugging and and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well it's been an absolute joy helen thank you so yes, much for me too yeah thank, thank you so you. much for joining me and um uh yes and um we'll catch up very soon yeah thank you so much indeed have a lovely rest of your week rest of the day and speak to you soon me too all right okay bye bye, bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.